Support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from our friends at Bold Apps. Subscriptions are becoming more popular than ever on Shopify, and there's one app we always recommend to customers when they need to run them, and that's the Recurring Orders app from Bold. Like all Bold apps, it's quick and easy to set up, packed full of features, but they just added a super cool feature that I think is the absolute deal sealer for me. They call it cancellation management, and basically it stops your customers from canceling their subscriptions by offering them great incentives. So if you've ever tried to cancel your cable account, you know what I'm talking about. You say, I want to cancel my account. And they say, all right, what if we offered you, say, a free month of service or extra channels or a discount? Would that change your mind? Bold has built that into this app as an automatic feature, and I think it's a really awesome way to save that predictable recurring revenue provided by your subscriptions. So if you want to try it out for free for two months, just go to ecommerce-bootcamp.com bold to get started today. The unofficial Shopify podcast also gets support from our friends at Rewind. You probably back up your important computer files, right? But what about your Shopify store? Not many people realize that Shopify doesn't have a way for store owners to recover deleted items. When something's deleted in Shopify, it's gone forever. But not when you have Rewind. Rewind lets you recover deleted items from Shopify. If you've used Time Machine for the Mac, it's like that, but for Shopify. Rewind backs up all sorts of stuff. Your products and product images, theme and theme assets, customers, orders, collections, pages, blogs, articles, comments, and more. And then if something happens to them, say an employee makes a mistake, or an app that you've installed has a bug, Rewind can help you rewind back to the way things were. They have a five-star rating in the Shopify App Store, and are backing up an insane 100 million items for thousands of Shopify stores right now. Here's the best part. It starts at just five bucks a month. You can get a free 14-day trial of Rewind by going to ecommerce-bootcamp.com slash rewind. Recording from EtherCycle headquarters outside Chicago, I'm your host, Kurt Elster. I'm a Shopify Plus expert and a Facebook ads enthusiast today. And today on the unofficial Shopify podcast, we're talking to a college student who's willing to share his formula for high-performing Facebook ads based on experience with his very own Shopify store. Logan Ketterling is a 20-year-old entrepreneur from Minneapolis. His main focus is telling stories, and he's combined his passion for fashion, storytelling, and online marketing to launch his own jewelry business called Urbane. And Urbane creates unique pieces from places of significance, such as historic sites or local hotspots. It's a very cool brand. Check it out. It's UrbaneMN.com. And I believe, I'm assuming that's for Minnesota. Um, but let's see, where was I? Ah, so since the launch of Urbane, Logan has worked hard to get awareness about his unique products. And that's the hardest part of launching a store is getting people to, to pay attention to you. So he used Facebook ads, and he was telling me um, in the, the office hour session I did, that he's built some profitable funnels to get customers aware, engaged, and active in his business. And he showed me screenshots. Some of those funnels were getting 2 to 3x ROI using unique audiences and tons of research to build an on-ramp to a new brand in a crowded space. So Logan said, hey, Kurt, can I talk through <laughs> talk this through with you on the Shopify podcast? I said, Absolutely. That would be hugely valuable. I'd love it. So Logan, welcome. Yeah, thank you so much that uh, your intros are always so fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, well, you know, truthfully, you wrote part of it, but then <laughs> just kind of riff on <laughs> That's it. That's fair. Um, yeah. So what was I going to say? Oh, tell us about Urbane. What is it? How would you get started? How long have you been doing it? Yeah, um, so, I mean, you you 
uh, shared definitely a great amount about it. Um, but I, I started it, like you said, for my love of fashion and storytelling. And so we make jewelry um, using rare raw materials. Right now, the MN, it does stand for Minnesota. So that's where I'm from. Um, and uh, we go out and find raw materials. And what makes us unique is we actually make the products ourselves. We don't buy them from China or source uh, source them. We actually um, get the material in raw form. So whether that be woods or we've done work with iron, we're doing pieces with marble. And I've been able to travel and kind of grab some cool pieces. So um, the goal is to wear something that's unique rather than just um, a piece of jewelry that you don't know where it came from. You know exactly where it came from, who made it, um, and what the story is. And there's, I'm looking at your products. Yeah, they're all... They're unique. Are they one-off, or do you make like a run of them? How does that work? I make, yeah, I make a run of them. So every piece looks different. So all of the uh, feature piece. So um, for our necklaces, that's the pendant. Um, for bracelets, there's beads or different things. So those will all look different, but the um, the structure of the piece is the same. So usually I make anywhere from twenty to one hundred pieces, depending on um, how uh, how the demand is. But uh, they're all different looking. So everyone is is not the same. It's one of a kind. You're in a good opportunity. You have a good opportunity here for conversion rate optimization. You could add uh, scarcity as a conversion lever here, and say, um, like on the product page, add a little bit of liquid code that says, like, if inventory is less than twenty, then display the inventory and have it say, like, only nineteen remaining. And sure. That, yeah. That can be helpful with a, um, you know, a unique item where you're not going to necessarily make more of them. Just some totally <laughs> some unsolicited advice there for you. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but no, it's a good-looking brand, and I imagine you are, you must be, you, you're a college student, right? Yeah, I, I finished up this May, so I have a, two classes that I'm in right now. So. Congratulations. And being a, an online entrepreneur with a cool brand in college, does that make you the cool kid, or does nobody care? <laughs> No, I, I there's there's two people. Some someone thinks that I'm uh, really 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 cool. The other one thinks I'm I'm really not cool. Um, but the one that thinks I'm cool thinks I'm a, a multimillionaire. And um, as you know, starting a business is not true. Um, right. To, to be that, they're like, oh, you know, you're so rich. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm not. I'm actually spending all my money on trying to grow my business. And so I, I love it though. But it's there's a big misconception about being a business owner, especially in college. Yeah, well, and it's in the U.S. I think as well. Like we revere business owners, sure. but then also everyone is like, oh, well, you're a business owner and you're rich and you don't pay taxes and what? <laughs> no, I got a giant tax bill. Scared the hell out of me. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So talking about, you've got this really exciting Facebook photo. You talk me through it. I was thrilled to hear about it. I love the idea. But tell me about it. What is, so what's this Facebook ad funnel and how do you you know what's the the logic behind it? Totally. So I I started out with Facebook ads um, back in the fall. So it wasn't too long ago. It was about in, in August. Um, and I just started playing around with them. And luckily, I had a friend who, who knew what he was doing and started to show me a few different things. And um, it, it was crazy because I put a ton of ads out there and I got so many different results. I mean, some of the ads were getting click-through rates in the 5-6%. Others were getting, you know, not clicked on at all. And I was paying you know, hundreds of dollars on them. And I was super confused. And, and at that point, I had a, a decent amount of cash in the bank. So I was willing to, to test and everything I read was about testing. But I was trying to understand, okay, what what is it about these Facebook ads that are performing well? And what is it about the Facebook ads that aren't? So I mean, I had probably 50 ads going at once. Um, and Whoa. this is my yeah, like crazy stuff. And um, I did all of them for daily unique reach. And so that's something I would recommend um, to, to test. So 
I put out different photos, different copywriting, um, and tried to understand what what it was about you know the ads that got clicked on the most. And so I had all these ads. I was wasn't spending a ton on each one, but it gave me a ton of awesome data. And so with that data, I started to uncover that the things that got the most clicks were um, you know catching headlines, jewelry with a story, or unique jewelry, or things like that. Um, and I started to understand that um, for a brand awareness perspective, it's all about that copywriting. And I know there's um, an ep- episodes on here about copywriting um, that are super helpful. Um, but that was kind of my first step. But then I noticed, okay, I'm getting a ton of clicks, but now I'm not getting conversions. Right. And I was sending them just directly to my shop page. And as we all know now, that's not really the best thing to do. So, um, all right. So you, yeah. you, you tested a bunch of ads until you found, you found ads that resulted in click-throughs but didn't result in conversions, but you were sending people to the homepage of the site. Correct. So you're like, yeah. okay, I've got, I've got step one done is get people to the site. And this can be like a decent okay strategy to start with. If you're yeah, using, like, then some... you're following up with remarketing, but it's not, you know, it's not amazing. It's better than yeah, nothing. It... But okay, keep going. <laughs> no, yeah, it's better than nothing. Um, but uh, like I said, I wasn't getting conversions. And um, I mean, a- everyone's focused on conversions. If you're not, I mean... I, you can have a ton of clicks, but if your website has a ton of traffic, it, it doesn't do you any good if no one's buying anything. Right. Um, so I, I did some Google Analytics um, and looked at some some of the pages that were converting the best, um, and there were certain products that were converting really well. So then without building a landing page, I just sent them to those products, and it, and it boosted it a little bit. But um, then I actually uh, did some research on, on landing pages and tried to understand what those were. And I didn't even figure that out until recently, how to make a really good landing page. And I think we have a couple of those linked in the show notes. Um, yeah, I saw that. I will link to those. What did you, how are you building your landing pages? That's the biggest thing that, um, that stops people. Totally. I started off using um, like Unbounce and lead pages, um, and I it was hard because they didn't integrate with Shopify. So I actually use Zipify pages now, and I know they they've sponsored um, this podcast. And I would you know give them a shameless plug. I love it. It's awesome that it integrates right with Shopify. Um, so the pages that we link to, those are both uh, made using Zipify pages. Um, Very so, cool. So yeah, that's with- totally co- <laughs> totally uh, coincidence that that uh- yeah. That Ezra, or that you use Zipify pages. But no, like landing pages are an important thing to use. And this is really the first good landing page builder that works right inside Shopify. Um, yeah. So I imagine people, we're going to be hearing a lot more about Zipify in the future. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's easy to use. And I mean, I've used other ones with Shopify, and this one's definitely um, top of the line. So um, and Ezra switched, made it. So. All right. So when you switched from, uh, so you had an ad that works, and then instead of uh, sending people from, Actually, let me ask a, a different follow-up question. What made a good ad? What was an ad that, how did you, what, what kind of formula did you come up with um, to get an ad that resulted in a high click-through rate? Yeah, it, it is everything. And, and I say everything, meaning it's the photo, it's the copy, it's the description underneath, it's everything. And I, I mean, I would test so many different things um, from changing the photo, even the cropping of the photo. Um, I noticed there's one photo that I have that, I mean, it gives me like a 4% click-through rate every time I use it. And I can spend hundreds or thousands and it still remains that click-through rate. But it's jewelry with a story. And then in the um, news description, it's um, a little bit about what Urbane is. And then there's a picture of a guy and a girl both wearing one of my pieces. And they're smiling. And it's a great picture. And so it it's just all of those things combined. Um, and so for, for whatever like brand... Ad. I like this ad for two reasons. I think one, you're holding, you got a good picture, you're holding it up, and you're saying, because I like your photography, it's good. It's kind of, it's low key, but it, it really, it, it's good. 
Um, so you, you know, once you see it, it kind of holds up the mirror where you go, yeah, I could wear that. And then you have the kicker, which is jewelry with a story. You're not saying a ton in that statement. Jewelry with a story. It's a four-word statement that really explains what it is quite well. But it's just enough to get me interested where I'm like, I got to click through to know more. It's kind of a cliffhanger. It'd be like if I just said, I'm a dog lawyer. And then, you know, said nothing else. And well, okay, now I got to find out what a dog lawyer is, right? That. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, okay. Yeah. So, I like that. It's and, and I think we we think about clickbait sometimes as much as we hate it. It's kind of like you look at something and it's like, did you see this plane, how it almost crashed? And you're like, I got to see this plane that almost crashed. You don't want to give people too much information right away. You want to give them just enough to where they say, oh, that interests me. And then when they click on the page, you got to add value. And so that leads us to our next thing, which is adding value once they do click. Well, and I think that what makes it clickbait isn't so – we know those clickbait headlines when we see them, but it's the letdown. It's when the headline – or whatever I click through to doesn't live up to the hype of the headline. And in your case, absolutely, you, jewelry with a story. You're selling jewelry with a story. There's no, um, uh, there's no letdown there. But continue. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I found that when they just were led to a page that was, um, you know, a shop page. There, what, what does a story mean? I don't get it. I just now it's just jewelry. They took out the story. So I changed that and I actually sent them to my about page, which wasn't a. a perfectly optimized landing page. But I noticed that when people visited my about page, they would visit six to seven pages on my site. Whereas if they visited any other page, it was usually three or less. And so it was so interesting that when people learned about my brand, they were much more likely to explore on my website, almost as if, you know, when you walk into a store and I I came from a, a retail background. And so I actually what I try and do on my site and even with my copy, it's what would I say in person and how would I act in person? And so even with landing pages and all those, it's how would I, you know, talk to somebody if they were standing right in front of me? And so I try and make my website and all the copy on it um, emulate that. And then even our videos, it's there's some of the videos that are talking directly to a person and, and trying to be personable with the way we write uh, our, our pages. That's an important point. I think a lot of, um, for two reasons. One, we lose sight of that brick and mortar experience and the difference there. Like if a brick and mortar store exists, I know it's probably going to be there tomorrow. It's not going to just disappear. I can walk in. I know business licenses were signed. I can talk to a real person easily and I could touch feel products and immediately ask questions about it. And those are all huge benefits that brick and mortar has that uh, e-commerce doesn't. E-commerce really is, if I've never heard of your brand is very similar you know, to if someone like it's much more akin to someone in uh, an alley saying, "Hey, you want to buy these T-shirts out of the trunk of my car?" <laughs> By the way, yes. I only take credit card, right? Like that's crazy. So having yeah. that background is helpful, and looking at it through that lens where you're saying, "Okay, I want to sell human to human," is so important. And you're totally. right about man the about pages. It makes that that human to human connection. Absolutely. And so the way I did that in my ads funnel, um, which is kind of what we're talking about, I want to make sure that we hit on that, um, is I would start off. So I actually, in my ads manager, I name the campaigns funnel number one or funnel number two or funnel number three. And I have uh, four different steps in my funnel. Um, For everyone, it may be different. There may be two steps. There may be 17 steps. Um, But for me, it's first of all is brand awareness. Like I mentioned, those getting those click-through rates, getting people to to go onto a landing page that are the landing page that we'll link to is uh, who we are. It's all about who we are. It's not selling at all. It's strictly here's why I did it. Here's what we do. Here's how we do it. I'm just educating them on everything about our business. And then I actually retarget people who visited that page. I retarget them with an offer. And I I test this out because I want to see if maybe they really loved it 
they would buy because there's no selling that's going on on that uh, first page. If somebody was wanting to buy, I want to make sure that there's an opportunity right away. So they're immediately retargeted with an offer page um, that is built uh, to to convert. It's definitely my best converting page with you know a countdown. There's a sale and offer, um, and then a link to join the newsletter. And so that page uh, is sent. And then if they are not buying after that page, then they get hit with a bunch of different remarketing depending on how they um, interacted with the page. So if they were on the page for less than 20 seconds, I'm going to retarget them with a different About Us page because clearly they weren't um, shopping. If they viewed a product, I'm going to target them with uh, a product review and say, hey, this product is so great. I loved it. Um, And so it's kind of like not being a pushy salesman, but just saying, hey, people are loving this product. And then if they added it to the cart, then they're going to be retargeted to say, hey, we saw you added this to the cart and we were about to ship it, but we realized you didn't finish. Um, so that one is, is pretty well converting as well. You've got, so I'm looking at um, your about page. So we've got slash pages slash who we are. And it, it, yes. yeah, it, looks, it looks like a landing page in that the dead giveaways, you stripped out the header, stripped out the navigation to kind of force yep. me through a longer, but not super long, um, longer page that explains it, and it's got some videos and some really amazing photography and some good copy. I've got some press logos here. This good stuff. Um, I'll play devil's advocate. I bet you could take a whole bunch of this and put this into your homepage and then just have a higher sure. converting homepage for people who should happen to land on it. Yeah, I've actually been thinking about that, and that's one thing that's that's interesting about Zipify pages is it's so easy to use, and so I'm like, oh, how do I put this on my own page? Um, and so I might even just almost take that exact format and throw it on there because it is higher. It's, it's a better conversion. Um, and people who see that end up clicking on my ads way more. And which, um, what theme are you using? Cause you might be able to just do it with a different theme. Yeah. I'm using supply and it's actually a custom okay. version of supply. Yeah. It's, Cause I can in, if you hit view source on a site, you can, on a Shopify site, you can see the name of the theme. So if the theme's not sure. renamed, it says like parallax. Like, oh, okay. It's parallax. In this case, sure. you have renamed it. So I can't see what it is. Yeah, I think I um, called it conversion happy. Conversion happy is yeah, is what it says. <laughs> I like That's it. awesome. Um, so yeah, you can. It's a little little tidbit if you want to do a some yeah. bit of snooping on somebody's uh, Shopify store, or go rename your theme if you don't. If you want to slow people down and figuring out what your theme is. <laughs> um, okay, where was it? All right. So let me let me think about this this Facebook funnel you've got going at the top. So we've got an ad. We're showing you know, we've got kind of a, a cliffhanger esque thing that you know, and we've got a cool photo. And you tested tested the bejesus out of it to get stuff that converts <laughs> well. How are you targeting those initial those initial uh, ad ad visitors? Yeah, well, I can tell you, I'm not targeting the United States 18 to 65. <laughs> that's yeah. I go, hey, what's your? That's like the dead giveaway. If someone hasn't done this, hasn't messed with Facebook ads before, it's go, oh, what's your what's your target market? And they're like, uh, you know, men and women 18 to 65. Like, oh, so everybody? <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. So I started off that way, and it didn't go well. Um, yeah, it's so I, I actually targeted based up, right? You want the yeah. You want um, you know, to be as relevant as possible. It'll work better, so you actually target fewer people rather than more. Totally. So I love um, lookalike audiences. Those are, are an easy um, audience that Facebook creates for you. Um, I do it based upon purchases. So people who purchased my product before, I create a, a 2% lookalike, sometimes 1%. Um, but I haven't seen a big difference in how they perform depending on what percentage of lookalike you, you do. And maybe others have. Um, but I do that. And then I also um, is your, just... Is the source for your lookalike audience just past purchasers? 
past purchasers and then also I have um, people who've added to cart or um, people who like my page and who've also um, been to my website. So I, I put a lot into the page likes and I also um, focus on that website because if someone's likes your page, that doesn't necessarily mean they've been to your website. And if someone's been to your website, it doesn't necessarily mean they like your page. But if right. they're both, then odds are they have a pretty good awareness of who you are. Oh, okay. Clever. So you're combining custom audiences to make Correct. a like audience. Yeah, and I've seen that those get much better click-through rates and your cost per click goes way down because it's it knows who it's targeting rather than just You're throwing giving it, it Okay, clever. So you give it multiple data points for Correct. here's a here's a hot, here's a customer, here are warm prospects, here are people who have raised their hand and and someone said, "Yes, I'm quite interested." Yeah, yep. that's and, very and clever. With, I've not done that. Cool. Yeah, and with all that uh, testing that I did with images, um, I've I have a lot of them that I've seen that have converted. So I actually have a, a page like um, funnel too. So what I do is I name my campaigns like I mentioned, but I actually have multiple different steps in that funnel. So people can come in, in through different ways. So I have three campaigns that are called funnel number one. One of those is sending them to that about us page. The other one is actually sending them to a page like. And then another one of those is sending them, um, I spend a little bit less, but is sending them to different product pages so I can see how they convert based on a cold audience. Very cool. All right, so we've got um, so we've got our lookalike audience. We're showing them an ad. The ad is a photo um, and this interesting and this simple headline. Any reason you don't do, you've got some good videos. Any reason you don't do video ads up front? I did video ads for such a long time and they, they were okay, but I've noticed that those are such powerful ads for me and so I'm like those are my haymaker that's not my initial and I find that my photo gets a better response I I may get uh, more clicks from the video but nothing happens because they just saw my best thing and so what I do is I use that photo to get them in because if they like that photo then man they're gonna love our videos so they so there's a bit of psychology here yeah, so they come to our page and then they learn about us and then I'll target them with a video of actually me that says, hey, I know you checked out our page. I'd love to share a little bit more about our collection. So if you click this link, I can share that for you. Um, and then it comes onto the page of the full video of me sharing about the collection personally. And then oh, underneath so is actually actually our story film that talks about that. And that's our film we produced. Um, we actually make films on each one of our pieces. And so that one is you know, a couple thousand dollar film and um, really put a lot of effort into that. And that's our film that we put out. And I mean, it gets so much engagement. People are clicking, they love it. Um, and people wonder, sometimes they're like, oh, I saw your film. I'm like, yeah, we have products too. It's like, oh, really? Like, I just <laughs> loved your film so much. Um, so yeah, that's why I don't do videos right off the bat. And I know there's great ways to target based off how much they've watched of a video. Like if they've watched 95%, I've done a lot with that. Um, but I just, for, for my brand, I want them to watch my videos on my website because if they watch it on my website, then they're way more likely to convert. Whereas for some brands, you need the videos to click through. But for me, I've, I've done a lot of testing with photos and I've got great click-through rates. Very cool. Okay, so they've got... Man, I love this idea. So you do, if they visit the site and they don't purchase or they don't enter cart, you show them a video saying, hey, Logan here, you know, I want you to come check this out. Um, is that like a high production thing or is it just no. something simple? That's something I filmed with my phone. Um, oh, beautiful. We were just standing there. It's super, super low production. And then they go to the page and they see that video. And then underneath is our super high production value. So it kind of, it's like, first, there's a little bit of personal. And then second, it's like, oh, this is really professional. And then there's great product photos and, and real, you know, real prices and things like that. But I think mixing a personal um, video or, or low quality thing to say, hey, I am 20 and I'm an entrepreneur. But then the other side of it saying, yes, I'm 20, but I also know what I'm doing. 
Yeah. Not, the, I mean, I'm still learning, but... I like that lo-fi. I like the lo-fi approach in a Facebook news feed because it's what we're... It's what we're expecting to see from our friends. It makes it human. And then, you, you know, if you see something super polished, I think there's this, um, you, you may have uh, ad blindness to it, where it just yep. is polished and I know to ignore it versus like the lo-fi cat slash baby videos I'm used to seeing <laughs> is what is, is going to catch my eye. So you with an iPhone just talking on the street works. Yep. yep. I've and the, been experimenting with this myself a little bit, where I shoot the video driving in the car, which is like it's a yeah, high traffic. I saw that. Or, yeah, it's a high def traffic accident waiting to happen, but it's so easy. <laughs> it's literally my iPhone zip tied to my sun visor, so that technically it's not obstructing my windshield. Um, and then I drive just around my neighborhood at like 15 miles an hour and talk, um, and it works. And it, it's just such yeah. an easy way. It's like, oh, you've got a mobile studio here. Um, you know, you've got sunlight, natural. It just works really well. Absolutely. And I think that, I mean, we've talked about it on the podcast before, but people buy from people and, you know, people are, they drive in cars and people walk on the street and people sit in, in their bedroom. And if you like, most people aren't in a studio a lot in, of times in their life, whether right. maybe a few, but if you say, Hey, I'm here in the studio, they don't know what that is. But if you say, Hey, I'm here in my bedroom, they'll go, Oh, I have a bedroom. Yeah. You know, what? I had not thought of that. I knew it like it was personal. It worked. It had never occurred to me that I, you can relate to it versus if it's in, you're right, just like, hey, it's, you know, a guy in a in front of a white wall in front of a studio. Like, I can't, you know, it, it's harder to relate to. So mm -hmm. what, um, you've, you've spent uh, a lot of time building these Facebook funnels, a lot of money. What has the, the long-term effect been on your business? Yeah, I think two things is, is one, it, I, I realized that my funnel is longer than I had previously expected. I think a lot of us think that, oh, we're about to put a website up and, you know, I'll put Facebook ads up and I'm going to get sales. And I noticed that right away it just wasn't happening. My, yeah, um, it's such a common misconception to yeah. go like, all right, I'm going to build the site. And just If I build it, they will come. All right, so first you learn that's not true. And then you say, okay, well, I'm going to make Facebook ads and I'm just going to send them to the homepage and then they're going to just mindlessly buy stuff. Nope, not going to work either. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we always look at like numbers, and it's like, oh, an average uh, website converts at 2%. So you're like, oh, if I get 100 people, two people are going to buy. And it's it's not the case. It's if you get 100 really qualified people, maybe two will buy. Right. Um, but I, I think that I learned um, – I actually was talking um, to a friend of mine, and I looked at a Rolex ad, and I said, isn't that crazy that Rolex's sales funnel could be 20 or 30 years? Oh, yeah. And – and we were talking about it and just brainstorming. And I thought, isn't, isn't it crazy how I think that my sales funnel should be two to three days? You know, Rolex is investing in all these ads, understanding that they're going to get somebody when they're 10 years old and they may buy when they're 40. And for me, I'm saying, okay, maybe I'm not a 20 or 30 year thing, but I've only been around for one year. If I can get a lot of customers who are maybe potentially interested, then when I do come out with a new product, they may jump on board. But if I'm so worried about getting the sale today, so I have a ton of audiences. I have a ton of people that are liking my page, getting involved, even adding to cart that I can retarget. And I think retargeting is so important. So when I look at my funnel, I say, okay, what is my conversion? Great. Is it profitable? Some of them, like you said, are getting really good returns. Others are just breaking even. Some of them are even losing. But I say, I'm okay with that because I understand that the lifetime value of that customer or the lifetime value of that email is going to be so much more valuable to me than a conversion that happened on my website today. You are wise beyond your years. <laughs> I mean, like you're, I'm learning things here. This is 
this is phenomenal. You have such a great, um, a great way of viewing things. I love it. So what are, um, uh, you can't have invested this much time and effort into Facebook ads without, without having made some mistakes along the way. So has there, there been any, uh, stumbling blocks, things you wish you could go back and, and tell, you know, uh, Logan six months ago, Hey, don't bother doing this or don't do this. What, what would you change? I would change that I, I would have done even more testing after the fact because I did all that testing with photos, but I, I didn't do as much funnel testing. I kind of just created one and expected and, and uh, you know, it was getting me some conversions and I got excited by those. But I think as marketers, we always got to know that it's always about testing. It's always about trying new things. And uh, the other thing is asking people. I've had people that, you know, are friends of mine that obviously visit my site much more than the average person. And I had somebody come up to me the other day. They're like, you have a very efficient site. I added it to the cart and it retargeted me and it did this and it did that. And I was like, hey, what is it about? Like, do you like the copy? You saw my ads firsthand. What, what did you think? And he's like, no, I really wanted to buy. I just don't have the money right now, but I'm going to do it. And it's, you know, asking people, I think we sometimes think, oh, well, what is Facebook going to tell me? Or what is, what are my analytics going to tell me? Okay, well, what are people going to tell you? Can you show them some ads? I mean, whether that's my family or um, people that I'm, I'm with that maybe have different perspectives, hey, would you click on this ad? Because I know that, you know, 2% of people are, but what do you think about it? And so I, I wish I would have got more feedback early on, which I'm, I'm starting to do now. But I think that's big that we don't think about as online marketers. Oh, we can talk to people. <laughs> That's yeah. It, it once you say it, it seems so obvious. But I have never once like screenshotted a Facebook ad and then tried to to get feedback on it directly from customers. It's just it seems very obvious now. Um, yeah. No, that's all great advice. All right, so we're we're coming to the end of our time together. You have been absolutely instructional and amazing and fantastic at opening the kimono on what has worked for for your business. Um, you, uh, it sounds like you want to get into a little bit of consulting, help some other Shopify store owners. Tell us, tell us what you're doing. Yeah, I, um, I love helping people. I love, I mean, even being on this podcast, sharing uh, some knowledge that I've had. I've been helped by so many other people, and so I'd love to return the favor. Um, so I'm actually offering um, 10 consultations um, just free to talk about Facebook ads a little bit and see if it's something that I could help your brand with. I'd love to start um, just maybe building building some ads and maybe helping build funnels. So basically what that consultation is is just, hey, let's talk about your your. Facebook ads right now if you don't have them or if you're working on them and maybe we can make them more effective and then if that that is then I could come join the the team for a little bit and help build some funnels that are converting that I anyone who doesn't take you up on that has, <laughs> has rocks in their head um, yeah so the the link to that is urbanemn.com slash pages slash Facebook ads but of course I will link to it in the show notes um, and absolutely give it a try see what got nothing to lose see what logan could do for you i think it should be should be interesting and hopefully profitable um, yeah yeah logan thank you so much yeah absolutely thanks so much for having me and where could people go to learn more about you um i would say reach out to me uh, whether that be on facebook uh, just logan ketterling or um, linkedin or twitter um all of them are just logan ketterling and i'd love to hear from you otherwise um you can shoot me an email um it's logan at urbanemn.com and i'd love to talk thank you again logan and to our listeners, Absolutely. however, if this audio made it into your ears, you can find out more about it at unofficialshopfypodcast.com. If you'd like to be notified whenever a new episode goes live, sign up for my newsletter. It's kurtelster.com. I'll shoot you an email whenever we post a new episode. And of course, if you'd like to work with me on your next project, you can apply at ethercycle.com. That's E-T-H-E-R-C-Y-C-L-E. Thanks, everybody, and we'll be back next week.
program was produced today by Paul Rita. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.